Welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope everyone is having an absolutely amazing day today. And how are you doing today, Deb? Austin, absolutely wonderful. I want to thank everybody. We pray for this storm to go south and leave Florida alone. It's done that. Now we need to pray for those folks out there around Texas so that the storms basically aren't going to go over there and wipe out a bunch of their areas, but they're not real high-category storms. There's going to be a lot of rain associated with them. So I want to thank you guys for all praying with me on, on Friday of last week. Also, uh, quick, this is important. There's a, a video that every so often I post online, and I, I want you guys, especially the new listeners, it's so important that you do this, that you watch this video. And it's Myron Fagan exposes the Illuminati CFR, and it's a recording from 1967 that I've listened to part of it again this morning, and I pulled it back up again out of my archives. And I want you guys to really listen to this in depth. Now, it's long. It's a couple hours long. I mean, it's, it's a long video or a long audio to listen to. And I apologize for the length. I do it in bits and pieces. But Myron Fagan was basically a Jewish playwright who back in the 40s and the 50s and the 60s basically got really involved in fighting the communist takeover of the United States and the Rothschild banking takeover of the United States. Now, the reason I tell you that he's Jewish is because he's going to make some anti-Jewish comments in this tape, and he basically he says it's not all the Jews that are doing this. It's the international banking cartels, the Rothschilds, that have orchestrated all of this stuff, and he really focuses on the Illuminati. Now, I make that easier for me, for you guys, from an Illuminati standpoint, because I just say, because, you know, that Illuminati stuff that happened in the 1700s with Adam Weishaupt, I just say, look, it's the guys who took down Building 7. That makes it easier for everybody to understand because it goes back to 9-11-2001, Building 7. And everybody remembers what happened with that, who's alive today, except for the teenagers. They have no idea what happened. Many of them are even unaware of 9-11, which is incredible to me that they haven't been taught anything by their parents or by their teachers in school. But the reality is this. The same group has been in charge and has been running the world affairs through the international banking cars, cartels for hundreds and hundreds of years. And Myron Fagan goes into detail with this. I mean, I mean, into microscopic names, dates, and places that needs to be listened to. He pretty much agrees with everything that we say in here. Now, he doesn't go into the detail with 1666. He doesn't go quite that far back with Sabatain and Zivi. He goes in with Jaffa Frank. He goes with the Rothschilds. He goes with Illuminati. He goes with the American Revolution being orchestrated by the international banking cartels, the Napoleonic Wars, all the stuff that I've talked to you about in depth. He goes into in-depth names, dates, and places, including the infiltration of the lodges, as far as the Masonic lodges, in order to bring in this third temple rebuilding in, 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 in Jerusalem. So this is a really good history lesson that I want all of you to do. I know it's long. Break it into 30-minute segments or whatever you want to do. Turn it on in the morning when you get out of bed while you're brushing your teeth and getting ready for half an hour or whatever, and listen to it in the mornings, and just do it for four or five days, you'll be done with it. Also, I want to cover some scripture with you this morning. It's, this is really important because, you know, our battle's not against flesh and blood, but it's against these interdimensional entities, these things that go bump in the night, these things that are out there watching us that we station angels out against, the things that are real, this real interdimensional fight that we have. You know, that's what we were given you know, armor of God to basically protect ourselves against these fights and these arrows and these darts and these spears of the enemy, of the enemy from an interdimensional standpoint. Now, Ephesians 2.1, and I love this. This is a great Bible section. Right? I'm going to read you a couple of verses out of this this morning. 
and I'm going to tie this together with the interdimensional interface that you're involved with. Okay, so we're going to tie it together with the physics. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air. That's Lucifer. The spirit, this is Lucifer, who is now working those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them, the disobedient ones who follow Lucifer, at one time gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest who follow Lucifer, we were by nature deserving of wrath. But because of this great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions or in sin or following Lucifer. It is by grace that you've been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ. For it is by grace you've been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is a gift of God, not by works, so that any man can boast. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Now, let's go back to verse 6. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. Now, he's not saying that he's going to seat us with Christ in the heavenly realms after we die. He says that we have been raised up with Christ and now we are now seated with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. What does he mean by this? How can we be at two places at one time? Glad you asked. When we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and our Savior, and we accept him for who he is and who he said he was, we at that point go into covenant with the great I Am who sits at the throne with Christ. And because we're in covenant with God through Jesus, we have a blood bond between us and the creator of the universe. It's like in the old days. You see the old Indians would have a call of blood brother. And one Indian would cut his hand, the other Indian would cut his hand. They would put their hands together and their blood would co-bingle. And when it did this, it symbolizes that was what was once each of their independence possessions now became the same for both of them. In other words, whatever one guy owned, the other guy owned, etc. God did this for us in a blood covenant through Christ, which made us co, how should I say, owners of everything in God through Christ because we're in blood covenant with God Almighty. That's how we're able to sit in Christ at the heavenly realm with God. This is how we can come before God's throne of grace and not be like scared to death and come and talk to God and pray with him every single day. And we're able to do that because our DNA, part of it is interdimensional. We are an interdimensional antenna to God Almighty into his realm. In other words, part of us resides in this dimension, part of us resides in God's dimension. When we're in covenant with God, the dimension on the other side, metaphorically, is in with Christ, in the heavenly realms, with God, with Christ, through the blood covenant. And we have to understand that relationship. That's why I said to you guys the other day, it's like we have an elastic strap that is tied around us and pulled as tight as it can get to the throne room of God. And when we depart our body, we're on for a 
instantaneous ride into the throne room with God with Christ instantaneously we don't die we just move on we have to understand that's who we are we're not of this world it's very careful what it says as for you you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and Satan the ruler of the kingdom of air and the spirit is now in work those who are disobedient this this, this deceiving spirit all of us also lived among them at one time gratifying the desires and the cravings of the flesh and following its desires and thoughts like the rest we were by nature deserving of wrath and because of his great love for us God who is rich in mercy made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in our transgressions it is by grace that you've been saved and God raised us up with Christ when we were baptized then we come out of the water we accept Jesus Christ we're born again and he seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus now this is so important you guys get this this morning okay when we're in covenant with God through Christ we can do all things through Christ so the word says now you understand why because of where we are and who we've been positioned with and because the great I am is our covenant head that's why I tell you guys we're just passing through here we're not part of this mess and I was talking to Austin earlier and you know I'm gonna tell you guys again this Illuminati the guys who took down building seven who follow this prince of the air Lucifer they call him Einstein okay who basically run the planet with all of their weird stuff and their spells and all the rituals that we talked about last week on Monday Tuesday and Wednesday in detail on the show they are basically orchestrating for Donald Trump as long as he follows their leadings and does what they tell him to do they're going to allow him to basically win the presidency of the United States again. Now, I'm telling you guys that. So don't, don't be concerned about Biden. He didn't have a snowball's chance in Florida in August when it's 100 degrees, middle of the day, on black asphalt if he was a snowball. He doesn't. He can't win unless these guys hack the machines and puts him in. This is smoke and mirrors. That's all this is. They're both the same group that are controlled by the same people. As long as we understand that, I think the Bible in Ephesians makes it very, very clear. My wife was so good to share the scripture with me today. I really appreciate her sending this to me because she's right. And the scripture is right. We were once like them. We're no longer like them. Now we're seated with God through Christ in the heavenly realms at the throne room of God because of our covenant with him. So guys, if God's on your side, who can be against you? I mean, honestly, think about that. The, the worst thing they do if they if they if they kill the physical body or if the physical body dies, does it really make any difference? Think through this for me a second. Oh, death, where is thy victory? Where is thy sting? Because when we're in Christ Jesus, already in the throne room, it says this: we just go up there with Him. We just leave here. So there's no there's no there's no victory to death any longer. And quite frankly, you know, I've told you guys this before. I'll be 65 years old on November the 8th, and you know. I realize that I've probably got uh, 20, maybe 30 really good years left that I can be about the Lord's work, doing what I need to do, being a really good mental acuity. But in the great scheme of eternity, that's, a, that's nothing. I mean, it's like, it's like blip. I remember years ago, my mom died in 2000. And, uh, two, oh gosh, it was 2006. And then I remember I did the eulogy for the funeral. And I told her, I was, she was sitting there in the casket, you know, when she went sitting there, she was laying there, you know, she was deceased. And, you know, the church, the funeral home was packed out. 
And, you know, so many of my friends supported me during that time of need. And I looked at my mom and I said, you know, we'll see you soon. And then people asked me later, they said, why did you, why did you say that? What does that mean? I said, look, I said, what that means is this. You know, my mom lived to be 91 years old. I was 50 at the time. I said, here's the thing. It's going to go by so fast. And now here it is, 14 years have already gone by in the blink of an eye. In the blink of an eye. And I'm here to tell you, the only thing that's going to last is what we do for Christ while we're here. And the people that we get saved. I would, above all things, that everybody listening today accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and their Savior. Guys, you've heard me do the Blood of Christ shows on what the blood really does. Now I'm telling you that we're going to be sitting in our sitting with him in the throne room of God Almighty in Christ when we accept Jesus through a blood covenant. It ain't any better than that. I mean, this is for all eternity. I mean, it just keeps getting better and better. I, I, I had a friend of mine I met with yesterday. I've been trying to get him saved for years. I mean, I don't spend much time with it because he's pretty secular. But he, he's a friend of mine. He's also a, a, a pilot. He's also a medical doctor. He's also Jewish. And I talked to him yesterday, and he sent me a text the other day. So it was about time for the guy on the white horse to show up. <laughs> and, uh, and he's got a deluge of scripture. And I'll read him to you in just a few minutes about the white horse in the book of Revelations. And guys, think about it. When Jesus first came, he came as a lamb, the lamb of God. He's not coming back as a lamb. He's coming back as a lion, okay, the lion of Judah. I mean, he's coming back, and he's going to be the one that's going to deliver us and pull the stuff out of here. Now, as far as the rapture is concerned, I told you how I feel about all that. But that doesn't affect my relationship with God. It doesn't affect my faith. God is who he says that he is, and he does what he says he's going to do. Austin, what do you think, bud? That's excellent information, and and that's what you know. I've I've had numerous conversations and debates over the last few weeks of people basically bringing up you know rapture ideology, and I'm I'm not going to get into it whether or not somebody wants to be you know pre-trib, post-trib, mid-trib, whatever your belief is. I honestly I don't care because the truth about it is, and I said this on the Hagman show on Friday, there is only one person, only one. And that's God Almighty who knows his plans for everyone. So the tribulation and the rapture doctrine, in my opinion, the rapture doctrine has been used as more of a argumental piece to try to divide a lot of people in the church. I've seen this. I've seen many people, I mean, get downright irate and mad. I've had people send me some of the most hateful emails. And it's ironic because they're sitting there claiming to be Christians and writing me a two and three paragraph email, which I just delete, I don't even respond to it, about why I'm wrong and why I'm an idiot and how I have no idea what I'm talking about and how we're going to have a pre-trib rapture and how nothing's going to happen to any of us. And I, like I said, I just delete, I don't even read those emails anymore because obviously they're contradictive from the very beginning of their email to sit there and have a debate or have a go back and forth about, well, this is what I think, that's what you think. We both have different viewpoints on it, but again, Again, if you're a Christian, you can agree, or you should be able to agree. There is only one answer to that, and that's God Almighty. And to me, I've always been by the mantra, I'd rather have it and not need it than need it and not have it. Preacher relation rapture is an exceptional idea. I love the concept of it. I've never seen anything. I've seen all kinds of videos and articles. I've never seen anything that has specifically said that's going to happen. It's always based on opinion. And that's fine. Everybody's got their own opinion. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion. But do not allow your opinion to cloud your judgment and your 
God, because I have seen Christians become so heated and so angry and so argumentative and so vile about a singular topic that literally nobody knows the answer to except one person. And if anybody claims, I'm telling you this right now, if anybody claims they know for certain with 100% guarantee why they are right about the pre-trib rapture, you can discount pretty much everything they say anymore. Because, my friends, that's blasphemy. Because it blatantly says that Jesus does not even know when that time will come. So for everybody that wants to get into that, don't send me emails on it because I don't care. I'm not going to read them. Everybody has their own opinion because that's exactly what the rapture doctrine is. It is a opinion, and that is that. So thank you again for the support. Thank you again for being and getting this information out there. I encourage everybody. It doesn't matter. I've said this before. It doesn't matter if you agree with everybody on something. It doesn't matter at all. As long as we're at least moderately aligned in the same direction with the same values, that's what matters. Because everybody is going to have a different opinion. And it's so funny to me how conservatives and you know patriots in some cases and Christians will get so irate and militant about certain topics because somebody doesn't quite agree with them. And guys, don't be like that because that's exactly how the left acts. This is exactly how the communist acts. They want you to believe exactly what they want. They want you to do exactly what they say. And if you don't do it, they become violently militant. That's not how we're supposed to be as Christians. That's definitely not how we're supposed to be as American patriots in this country. Nothing in the Constitution supports that type of behavior whatsoever. Now, if you're talking about maintaining your civil liberties and your freedom and your constitutional rights and due process, and people are talking about trying to remove those from you, that's a different story. That's a completely different story, because we have a basis for what this country was formed, and that's the Constitution. And as you're starting to see now, as Dad said earlier, I said the same thing. Trump's got the election in November. I will, you can put any amount of money on it. I, I'm not, I'm, I don't bet an election, but you already know what's going to happen with it. There's a reason why they put Biden with Kamala up there. It, it, it's a spoof show. They know nobody is going to be able to pull for them. He's a blithering buffoon who's got Alzheimer's. She's a full-blown police state, you know, militant communist. And I've seen videos now of people that are like, left-wing Democrats that are even denouncing them now. They're like, dude, we're not even going to vote for him. We don't even know what we're going to vote for. And there's a guy the other day, a black Democrat that came out, and he did a video, and he goes, what are they talking about? He goes, I've watched the DNC, and he goes, there's nothing at all that they're talking about helping the black community or America in general. All they keep doing is saying Trump's bad, Trump's bad, Trump's bad, Trump's bad. He goes, okay, you get Trump out of office. Then what? What's your next plan? That's your, that's your big plan is Trump's bad. You've got to get him out of office. He goes, they have no plan. He goes, it's a complete and total spoof show. And he goes, I've always been about this left-right paradigm. And he goes, for the first time now, I've actually awoken to realize there is no left-right. It's only one singular road that they're trying to take everybody down. And they give everybody that's the right. illusion of choice to make you think this and that. And it's all designed to create disharmony. In reality, it's really what it comes down to. They want to create as much violence. I mean, you guys saw in Portland last night, doggone protesters came out with a guillotine. Guillotine. And brought a teddy bear and American flag and put it out in front of the precinct. And basically continued to threaten everybody in the area. I mean, is this, is this where we're, we're allowing America to head? I mean, this is what's going on in Portland right now? Washington, or, uh, Washington, um, excuse me, New York, New York City now, 
has become a borderline war zone. They said last weekend, August 13th through 15th, they had 49 people shot in 72 hours. This weekend, the one that just came went over two days ago, day ago, they had another 30 people shot over the weekend. Now, my question, the big million-dollar question I have to all the real hardcore communists that want to disarm America and try to use their rhetoric as a scapegoat to say, oh, this is why we need gun control. Um, just give everybody a heads up. New York has some of the most restrictive totalitarian gun laws in the entire country, right up there with California. So if New York has unbelievably strict gun laws, and they're unbelievably strict about nobody being able to basically be able to do anything with a firearm or own any significant firearms without getting full registered in your FOID card and renewed every year, how in the world are they having 30 to 50 shootings every single weekend now in New York City? If guns are banned and bad people can't have guns and the gun laws work so effectively, how does that work out? The answer is it doesn't. Again, the, the, the gun control aspect is another right out of the Marxist handbook. This is exactly what they do is because an armed populace is a weak populace. It's a populace that you can prey on, and that's why they want as many people disarmed. And the problem is that hasn't worked out very well. I mean, shoot, we're seeing an ammo shortage of almost <laughs> of apocalyptic proportions right now. I've been in the gun industry for over a decade, big in the gun industry. There's Right now, you can't get ammo. It's not even about price anymore. It's about supply. You physically can't get a hold of it. It just doesn't exist. If you can get a hold of it, you find somebody that has it. The taxation on it is so high right now because it's continually being taxed all the way through each hand that's selling it. Uh, it's insane. And that's why I've encouraged everybody, you know, training right now shouldn't stop. Your weapons training shouldn't stop. Now, what you can do, and this is what I've encouraged everybody, is drive fire manipulation training. You should have already been accurate right now. But people are like, oh, it's got to stay accurate. Okay, go put four or five rounds downrange at two, three, four, five hundred meters. Make sure everything's sighted in. Okay, you got that. You're on point with that. Now, I'm not saying that's the best way and you not, should not be able to train more. What I'm saying is right now, there's a possibility that the ammunition supply may dry up in the next couple months. And most people right now have had enough. They're not paying a dollar fifty, a dollar for one five five six ammo. That's that's insane pricing. That's why I've encouraged everybody. I'm like, dude, don't unless you can get it for normal pricing, don't be blowing insane amounts of money on stockpiling ammo. Because quite frankly, if the prices do go back down, then you've got insanely expensive ammo you never even want to shoot. But if you don't have any ammo, well, that's a different story. But this thing is I've told everybody for years you definitely want to start preparing when the times are easy. That's why I've encouraged everybody to make sure you're getting food supplies, get stored food, get beans, get rice, get canned foods, get organic food buckets. We have more in route right now. I put them on pre-order on the website. I don't normally like doing that. But I've had numerous people email me and call me over the weekend, and they said, listen, we don't mind pre-ordering them. We just want to make sure they're in route. And as long as I can continue to feed supply and get supply through, it doesn't matter if I have delays in UPS or not, I'm going to get everybody the product. So that's why we put them on pre-order simply for the fact that people want them and they don't mind waiting a week or two. You just know me in Health Masters, if you guys have dealt with me from a business standpoint, I like everything to be extremely fast shipping all of the time. I hate delays. In my with my customers because I personally don't like delays and if I don't like delays I don't expect you to accept delays however the caveat with this is right now is that food is getting very very scarce with organic food buckets USDA certified food buckets and I'm trying to do the best I can to make sure everybody has as much food as they can possibly store up right now because food has always been the biggest
biggest tool with a communist regime takeover. Ammunition, majority of the patriots I know, just about everybody I know that's well-armed, is a very, very solid supply of ammunition, including in multiple areas of different weapon caches. That should already been done. That's not something you wait to do right now. Food's different because food goes bad. People eat food. People sell food. It's a spoiled device. It's a spoiled product. It can go bad. So, again, I encourage everybody, get prepared and get ready for what's going on because they don't want to talk about any of this stuff that's going on behind the scenes. They want you to focus on the whole, oh, we're going to vote Trump. Trump has to win. This and that. Guys, I'm overhearing it. Don't care anymore. I already know what's going to happen. You can already see what's happening. And the ideology that makes me almost chuckle, for some reason, a vast majority of people have not understood this yet. If what we have seen from the communist agenda in the United States over the last three to four years now has shown us anything, including this completely and totally pandemic situation that we're basically involved in right now, has showed you anything about what's going on, it's that Trump's not going to be involved directly with fixing anything. He either has too much dirt or they have too much on him. I don't know what it is. I can only speculate. But for everybody to think at November 5th, when Trump's reelected, apparently, that all of a sudden we're going to have peace and everything's going to stop and everything's going to be grand, great, wonderful, and it's just going to quit going on and BLM and Antifa and these terrorist organizations are going to stop doing what they're doing, you know, I mean, that's a fairy tale. Let's be real. I've always been a realist with you. And again, I encourage everybody, make sure you see the big picture and what's going on and don't live and allow your normalcy bias to cloud what's really happening. I mean, you have now in Paris, they're allowing these riots to continually go on and these protests to go on. There's a video that just came out now of over a dozen fully armored riot patrols storming into a bar during the Champions League final. Basically, they were watching the, the game in this bar in Paris completely and totally like no this was no no riot in there there were riots on the other side of town there were fire bombings on the other side of town but apparently in this bar they were requiring anybody to wear face masks they sent a dozen stormtrooper armored up riot patrol in there and started beating the customers with nightsticks and batons because they were not wearing masks. Because, you know, apparently getting cracked upside the skull with a steel or wood baton, it's it's for your protection, you know, because you're not wearing a mask. So we're going to protect you by cracking you upside the skull and giving you a concussion. It's all for your protection, of course. And again, I'm being sarcastic. This shows you right here what is being done to intentionally destabilize the entire country, all under the fear and propaganda of a virus that is not anything more than what we said it is for the last couple months now. And now Virginia, the state that had the big hoorah about the gun issue at the beginning of the year, they have now had an article on ABC News. State Health Commissioner Dr. Norman Oliver told 8 News on Friday that he plans to fully mandate a COVID vaccine for Virginians once it is made available to the public. He said Virginia state law gives the Commissioner of Health the authority to mandate immediate immunizations during the public health crisis once a vaccine is available. And they said the immunization should be released as early as 2021. That's right down the road, guys. Virginia's doing this now. They've already said full tilt ahead. They're going to full mandate this in the state. Now, again, remember I told you guys last week, this isn't going to be some, oh, my gosh, we're going to send stormtroopers to your door the first day it's mandated. We're going to hold you down in vaccination. That's not going to happen. I'm telling you that right now. 
the public <laughs> the public uprising and the public relations standpoint would be so horrific to do that. They're never going to try it. What they're going to do is they're slowly going to sanction everybody who doesn't get vaccines. No school can't go shopping, can't basically go to certain jobs. Remember, corporate America now that's owned by the international bankers pretty much runs the entire country now as far as businesses. That's why Costco, Walmart, Home Depot, Sam's, all the big corporate stores were all guaranteed 100% fully open, never slowed down, necessary employees. That was what it is every single time. You have stores that did the exact same thing, sold the exact same product, and they were told basically they're not essential. You're not essential. You have to shut down the store because they wanted to make sure that the corporations stayed extremely busy. And they all did. You guys saw the stocks. Even when everything dropped, they continued to go up. And now we had over $2.2 trillion get funneled right back into those same corporations while the American population basically sold their birthright for $1,200, which is kind of embarrassing, so to speak. And so as we've seen now, trillions of dollars is funneling through the bankers to the big corporations, which shows you one thing. They are not going to help you. The same thing we've seen with the vaccine industry. They have got tens and hundreds of billions of dollars now all across the board to develop a vaccine. Do you think they're going to bring out this vaccine and not use it? No, they're planning on using it, but they're going to have to do sanctions. And it's probably going to be a statewide aspect on different states. They've already said now from a federal mandatory vaccine is very difficult to do before federal law. Now, the Massachusetts uh, uh, basically... Um, incident that happened in 1905, you can look it up. It discussed the aspects of the state being able to mandate a vaccine in a time of crisis. So what you're going to see here is you're probably going to see the main hardcore leftist communist states are going to mandate these vaccines first, and they're going to see what happens. Because remember, almost all these really hardcore leftist communist states have all been almost all disarmed, very little type of you know, threat they could pose. And then they're going to use that as a template to see how they can do it in the more conservative states. We'll see what happens down here in Florida, Texas, Georgia. These are the states that if they try to mandate, and obviously they're going to get an enormous amount of pushback and a very, very large amount of rebellion. And so, again, they're going to try this on a smaller scale and work it up. Just think about with this vaccine all the way back to the beginning of this COVID. COVID didn't start as soon as it started. They pushed us to where we are now. It's taken them six, seven months to get us to where we are now. Granted, it, rap it was a very rapid pace, but it did not happen overnight. However, in a very short time, they took every single thing we could do away from us. They had the ability now to tell us where we could go, what we could do, when we could go there, how we could dress, when we could worship, what we could watch. Every single facet of our lives have been completely taken over by big government now. If you don't realize that and you think it's all for a giant greater good to protect people, then quite frankly, you really need to check your normalcy bias. I'll be honest with you on that. Because as we have seen now, they've taken everything from us and now they want that last little bit of consent over our bodies. That's what the vaccine comes down to when it's all said and done. They want consent over our bodies. And I've watched another doctor and they've, a lot of doctors are coming out about this, about this RNA vaccine. Because this RNA can actually embed a small amount 
of basically DNA in your body. It's going to slightly change something. It may not be significant at first, but it's going to slightly change it. It's a patented genetically modified vaccine, so to speak. Well, whoever owns these vaccines, whether it be Moderna, Bill and Linda Gates Foundation, whatever they inject in you, if it rewrites part of you or at least some type of stamp in you, even at the smallest form and it's patented, that de facto means that that corporation has now patented you. As we've already seen with GMO and Monsanto, any type they do anything, it doesn't matter if you plant GMO Monsanto corn in your crop and you get wind blow over to another crop of non-GMO food at another ranch. If Monsanto sends in their goons and they test and find out that there are Monsanto patented seeds in that that basically farm, they can sue that farm, and because of their pockets are literally endless, they will take that farm for everything it's worth because it's a patent right, patent infringement, because they basically have GMO crops growing in their fields that they have not paid for, near they've been cleared to do, even though they had nothing to do with it, simply because it traveled by wind. That's been going on for years. So understand, once these people get a patent on something and you have an individual or a corporation or an entity like Monsanto or Moderna or any of these clowns that have no cap on the money they can spend, they literally have an open wallet. They have hundreds of attorneys on deck all of the time, and they will literally sue you into bankruptcy in order to gain what they want over you. So be aware of this. Keep doing research on this vaccine and understand again, I'm reiterate this. This is not about a presidency. This is not about an election whatsoever. It does not matter because Trump's going to get elected. It's all about keeping the people tied down and focused in the direction that they want them to focus in, and they're doing an incredibly good job at it right now, Deb. You know, Austin, the thing with Monsanto, you're right. You know, their pockets are so deep that their product, Roundup, because Bayer bought them now because they're owned by Bayer, and so they got deeper pockets you know, one of the largest acquisitions in the history of the world as far as one corporation buying another one. They have literally hundreds, if not thousands, of attorneys on retainer. They probably have hundreds of attorneys and staff and thousands on retainer. And so what they do is they sick loose, you know, hundreds or a thousand attorneys on you, and they, and they basically file so much paperwork that for you to try to file the paperwork back, which you're required to do in a court, it's going to bankrupt you. This is how they do it. This is what they did with Roger Stone. They put 600 attorneys against Roger Stone, the federal government did. Now, mind you, Hillary Clinton's walking free, okay? Bill Clinton, known rapist pedophile, walking free. Hillary Clinton, Sabbatan witch, witch of Benghazi, all of them, Obama, all of them, walking free. They put 600 attorneys after Roger Stone bankrupted him. Had to sell his home, had to sell everything. Sold everything but his wedding ring. His his wife's wedding band. Sold everything else. I mean, I was in his home. Little bitty thousand square foot apartment. I mean, I was there. I spent hours with him. See, so when they come after you, when they, when they, well, I'm going to say something that's going to sound kind of crude. Well, it is kind of crude, but I'm going to say it anyhow. If they swallow a bottle of Viagra and decide they're going to go have their way with you, they're going to have their way with you. They chase you down. This weekend, I watched the video, and it was interesting because it talked about Cambridge Analytica, and it talked about you know the bankruptcy of Cambridge Analytica, and it went into detail about who Cambridge Analytica was. And what they did. And I thought that was really, really fascinating. I really did. Because remember, Millie Weaver, whatever her name was, she basically got hammered online when she brought in Cambridge Analytica, who these guys were. But the reality is Cambridge Analytica is a giant corporation, or was, 
that was basically a Mossad MI6 psychop. I mean, there's so much smoking gun evidence about the constant manipulation of global politics through Facebook and Cambridge Analytica, it blows your mind. You know, this basically ties together everything, the Rothschild interest in Israel, the Rothschild interest in England, and all of this stuff through the London international banking cartels. I mean, we know that Mark Zuckerberg's Facebook is probably a DARPA, Israeli Mossad intelligence operation designed to literally gather a dossier on every person on the planet while destroying both the social fabric necessary to challenge banking via disinformation, division, and conflict creation. So it goes right back to what Austin's talking about as far as this sham of an election we have. We know that Cambridge Analytical was a data mining firm who basically is a logo within a, it was a brain with vectors connecting dots, which is spun off from its parent company firm, Strategic Communications Laboratories, to participate in American politics. Cambridge and Oxford University in the UK worked when they were when Cambridge was in business to basically intellectual incubators for global thinking elite. It's been going on for hundreds of years. And we have to realize that Cambridge Analytical insider Robert Mercer was an early pioneer of artificial intelligence. I mean, this is the group that basically runs the Rothschild mechanism of the international banking cartels to bring in our new world order. We need to understand who these clowns are, who they were, what they did. I mean, they used bribes, prostitutes, drugs, fake IDs to engineer election outcomes. They set up all these young girls with these guys to blackmail them. I mean, they did all of this over and over and over again through the Rothschild banking cartel. And then you look at the Facebook tie-in with it. I mean, all this information was fed from Facebook to Cambridge. I mean, we saw that big break they had the other day, giving everybody all this, giving Cambridge all of the information on everybody in Facebook. That's why I've warned you guys for years. Facebook is not what you think it is. Don't be putting your personal information online because it's collected like bits of data. That's who it is. And we need to realize that Israel, through Cambridge Analytica, through the Rothschild banking cartel, through the groups that basically covertly run the CIA and the Mossad and MI6, are all directly controlled via the Rothschild Zionists. And all of this group is just another puppet. Exactly what Austin just said. Trump is set up to win the election in a few months. Unless he breaks stride and decides to go rogue and start saying stuff he shouldn't ought to say about what's happening and starts talking about the truth, then they'll pull the plug on him and they'll give it to Biden. Because remember... Hillary was slated to win the last election. But then when it all broke with WikiLeaks, and we started finding out she was a witch, and she was, like, talking about offering sacrifices to Moloch and killing chickens, and then Abramovich came out with all the blood-drinking filth that they were involved in, suddenly everything shifted. And, of course, we were all praying because we wanted Trump because we thought he was going to be a change agent and fix this mess and clean the swamp. And then he immediately came out, and he, like I mentioned last week, told everybody how great the Clintons were. I mean, the whole thing's a joke. It's all orchestrated theater for the masses. And if you don't do what you're supposed to do, then you get exposed. Let me give you an example. Jerry Falwell Jr., Zionist crony, all right? This, the apple fell a long ways from the tree with this clown. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I don't know let me talk about this because it almost sounds like tabloid stuff, but since it made the news this weekend, I have to bring it up to you. You know, Jerry Falwell Jr.'s father, Jerry Falwell, who basically founded Liberty University, 
who's the one who called out Jim Baker for being gay. Remember all this back in the 80s? Jerry Falwell Jr. was caught with his pants unzipped, with his belly showing, with another woman, with her pants unzipped, on a yacht that was owned by one of the NASCAR teams in a violation of quid pro quo with the donations being given to the NASCAR team to and through Liberty University. Now Jerry Falwell, who's completely compromised, I'm, I'm bringing this up because of all the stuff that happens both directions. Jerry Falwell Jr. says his wife, and I, 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 I talked about what they did with the pool boy a few weeks ago, started, starting with the companies they started when it's all broke loose. Jerry Falwell Jr. says his wife had an affair with the Florida pool boy. He's, he's, out, he's out talking about it now. Claims they were being blackmailed. Imagine that. Suspended university leader Jerry Falwell Jr. confirmed to the Washington Examiner columnist Pete Bedford late Sunday that his wife, Becky Falwell, had an affair with a young man they befriended and went into business with in Florida eight years ago. In a long statement, Falwell said he and his wife forgave each other. He suggested he also had more important, smaller things to atone for, quoting a Bible verse about visual adultery, and had decided to come forward because his wife's former lover had been extorting them for huge amounts of money to stay quiet. He goes, I'm just tired of it, Falwell told Bedard. Falwell said the young man... Giancarlo Greta had created a fatal attraction type situation referring to a famous 1987 movie Granada, 21 at the time of the affair told the examiner in a small that any allegation of extortion is false defamatory now I'm not going to read you the rest of it I've posted it on the website Jerry Falwell was being controlled through blackmail this is how they were able to control what he did and what he said and now he said he's tired of it so he said he's not going to do it anymore. But he's so stupid. This is unbelievable. This is still so it's amazing to me. But he, he's the one who posted the picture of himself with his belly and his pants on zip with the other woman on his basic social media page. I mean, the guy's dumber than a box of rocks. I mean, I mean, I thought stupid had a bottom. He's proven it does not. And the fact that he's the head of Liberty University and they haven't fired him and he's still making a million dollars a year, $20,000 a week on paid leave, speaks badly for Liberty University. And as far as I'm concerned, he's done. He's not fit to follow in a leadership role that his father established. Now, we were talking about Jim Baker being queer, okay, as far as Jerry Falwell Sr. said. Now, AP News says Jim Baker is getting PPP loans during legal fights on fraud claims. When the U.S. government extended pandemic hardship loans to thousands of religious institutions, Jim Baker at Morningside USA and his ministry in Blue Eyes, Missouri, were among the most high-profile recipients. On April 28th, the pastor received approval for a loan for amount of $650,000 to $101.7 million in Paycheck Protection Program funds. Weeks before the New York and Missouri Attorney Generals, as well as the Federal Drug Administration and Federal Trade Commission, filed complaints alleging Baker engaged in deceptive practices by toting purported health benefits of the silver product of the Jim Baker Show. He basically said that colloidal silver cured COVID, which, and I told you guys when he did this back in February, he's going to get his butt behind into a sling for this. It's not true. It's never been proven, you know, in vivo. It has not been inside the body. Now, what it does do, if you swab your nose with it, you can kill viruses that get inside of your nose before they get into your body, which I do every single day, three or four times. I swab my nose with colloidal silver, but I'm not telling you it'll cure COVID. I had a good friend of mine. His mom, 84 years old, died Saturday morning, 
complications of the flu, pneumonia, urinary tract infection, and cause of death was listed as COVID, and she didn't have COVID. In fact, they did have COVID. Guys, the COVID stuff is very, very real. Different people are saying now it's complete and total fake. It is not fake. It's a specific product. It, it, it really attacks people's immune systems or impaired or the elderly. It really does do that if they don't have enough vitamin C, D3, potassium iodide, and zinc in their systems. It's so important to maintain those levels. I take those things every single day. It's so important to maintain those levels. But I wanted to bring you out and just show you real quick how it all ties together. Jim Baker's making news again because he was in prison for years. And Jerry Falwell Jr. now is saying that basically his wife had an adulterous affair with him on a pool boy. He's been being blackmailed. And all of these groups at the higher levels, when you start getting involved with them, not every person, but most of the larger groups, and not every group, just most of them, are compromised. There's something about them that people know. I could tell you stories that would curl your toes in disgust about what I know as far as TV evangelical preachers. Because remember, I worked with a whole bunch of them, including Jim Baker, years and years and years ago, like 15 years ago, doing his show, and been, I was there. It was so odd to me. I remember one of his staff members was extremely effeminate. Now, I'm not going to use any names. Now, I'm not going to say any, make any accusations. I'm just saying the boy was effeminate. And then I asked him later, as he was driving us to the airport from the show, why is it the gay people have supported Jim Baker so much? And they said, oh, the, they absolutely love Jim Baker. They supported him while he was in prison. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Just make that statement. That's all I'm saying. I'm not making any accusations. The whole thing is twisted up, guys. So I'm here to tell you this. and I've told you this a hundred times. I'm kind of like responsible for you guys who listen to my show from a leadership standpoint when it comes to scripture I've taken on that mantle I assume that role I pray for you every single day I love you guys you guys are my friends all right? and I've got to protect you if you're in a hotel room and it's on fire I'm going to kick the door and get you out of the hotel I'm going to do everything I possibly can to protect you I'm here to tell you these TV evangelicals have hurt and crushed many local congregations and churches because the people in these communities no longer give to their local churches. They watch TV and send it across state lines or to another part of the country. Why, these guys live in absolute squalor wealth with multiple, multiple, some of them up to 25 mansions and fleets of jets. I don't make this stuff up. All right. So we've got to understand that if you're going to support a local church, support the local church. Support the local church. It's very, very important that you do that. Support the patriot community that gives you good information. I, th I thank you for supporting Health Masters all the time for what you guys do for us and getting your multiple vitamins from us. And I pray for you guys. It's a reciprocal relationship. But guys, be very careful if you're sending your money to these evangelicals on TV. The ones They're almost all Zionists, by the way. They're all promoting the rapture theology. Why do they promote the rapture theology? Because it's a non-future responsibility theology. In other words, if you have a prepared, a prepared mindset and you've got some storable food and some storable water and, and some storable ammo and guns and you're, you're ready to deal with what happens next if they overthrow the government, all those things that you bought for yourself and that you're protecting your own family would, 
they see as money that could have been given to them. Now, I'm being straight, ridiculously straight up right now, honest with you guys. They don't want you to prepare in many cases for something that's going to be a calamity in the future. They want you to believe that nothing's ever going to happen to you and that you're going to be zapped up in the first load to God in the rapture and that you don't have to prepare and for you to prepare is a sin. That's how they, I hear, I've heard them say this. Don't listen to that. It's not true. You've got to be prepared. God, God wants us to prepare. He talks about it in the book of Proverbs. We have to be prepared. We have to think about what's going to happen in the future. We can't spend all of our money like we're doing with the Federal Reserve Bank, borrowing money, 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 and dumping it on our kids and grandkids and great-grandchildren who can never pay it back. That's what we're doing. So don't allow them to do this to you. Don't allow them to put you into that mindset. Speaking of the election, I'm about to let Austin take over here. Former speakers, the new gangers now, has tipped President Trump for a landslide victory over Biden in November. And he's right. Insisting the win will be dramatically larger than people expected. Well, yeah. Why is that? Because they haven't given a candidate. Remember, the last time an incumbent was beaten was when George Bush was beaten by Clinton, when they wanted Clinton in the White House along with the witch. That's why, and bless too, George Sr. had run the Reagan White House for eight years. He was literally, basically, you know, a surrogate president for eight years and four years on his own. I know him. I did 50 seminars with him. He basically didn't want to be president for two terms because he had already been president for three terms. And he, they allowed Clinton to win. George Bush, if you remember, didn't even try to campaign because he thought he was going to win. Because he had already given us his little New World Order and his you know, thousand points of light speech. He already gave us that. already given us that. And so we're in a situation now that Donald Trump... It's just all smoke and mirrors, so don't get yourself caught up in election politics. Don't get yourself caught up in believing all of this stuff, because it's simply not true. They're trying to mess with you again. Oh, by the way, Planned Parenthood, at least quietly, has stopped the annual Margaret Sanger Award. Imagine that. It's killed off its, ma its annual Margaret Sanger Award reports to the National Catholic Registry. Why is that? Because now the black people are starting to wake up and beginning to realize who Margaret Sanger was, how much she hated black people, so they don't want to be associated with the Democratic Party anymore. But you need to understand that's really important that the blacks understand that. By the way, Pope Francis now is backing universal COVID vaccination for all, and the World Health Organization is absolutely thrilled. <laughs> On a more somber note, in New York now, they're having bread lines a quarter of a mile long for free food in Queens because so many people have been out of work for so long with all the restaurants closing down that people are starting to get hungry and starve there. New York has turned into a hellhole with shootings all weekend. Who in the world wants to go to New York anymore? The major hotels are all closed and boarded up up there. What a mess that city turned into. And again, we warned you guys what happens in the major cities at the time of crises like this. Guys. I love you, and I appreciate you guys, and you guys are absolutely amazing. I want to leave this scripture with you today. Revelation, I love this scripture, 19, 11. I saw heaven standing open, and there before me was a white horse, whose rider is called Faithful and True, with justice he judges and wages war. His eyes are like blazing fire on his head or many crowns. He has a name written on him that no one knows but he himself. He is dressed in a robe dipped in blood, the blood of the covenant. Remember this, I'm adding this. 
And in his name is the word of God. The armies of heaven were following him, riding on white horses, and dressed in fine linen and white and clean. Coming out of his mouth is a sharp, sharp sword which to strike down the nations. He will rule them with an iron scepter. Now, guys, I'm going to stop for one second. I'm going to finish this. This is what these low-life Rothschild bankers have in store for them. Listen to this. He treads the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God Almighty on his robe and on his thigh. He has this name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I love you guys. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Well said. And what's interesting about this is I'm happy to see this more and more prevalent people are starting to come out now and discuss how we should not be living in fear, period. Even people that aren't Christians. Carl Heingen, a professor of medicine at Oxford University, has now come out and said that governments have failed in accurately communicating the actual threat posed by the virus, leading people to become overly frightened. He said... Well, he's, he was first responsible for the U.K. government significantly lowering its official COVID-19 death toll after he revealed with facts that health authorities were blatantly counting COVID deaths even on people who had died from any other cause. He's urging people to get on with your lives. He said the exaggerated fears of the pandemic has led people going about their daily lives misunderstanding and overestimating the risk is we reset how we calculate the real death rate. Now we need to reset how we communicate the risk of the virus. I'm concerned people have become overly frightened and throughout this pandemic, the fear instilled in people has become more of a problem. This is what I've been saying the whole time now. The more scared you can make a populace, the more effectively you can control them. Everybody's seen videos now of people out, out in the oceans and out in pools swimming, swimming, swimming in the ocean, wearing a mask on their face. How embarrassing. How embarrassing. This is what everybody needs to realize right now. And now another article just came out from Business Insider three hours ago. Now, I've not fully vetted this yet from the Financial Times. Um, apparently, it's accurate from what I've seen so far. Granted, I'm still going to do some more research, but I'm going to throw it out there as it's been unvetted by me. But Business Insider is reporting it from the Financial Times, and they have been discussing it all morning now, apparently, about what is going on with the COVID vaccine coming out. And apparently, allegedly now, President Donald Trump has reportedly asked to bypass all the health regulations to approve the COVID vaccine before the U.S. election. They're saying he wants to give a vaccine being developed by Oxford University and AstraZeneca emergency use authorization, which allows them to roll it out in the U.S. without meeting full regulatory approval. So apparently what's going on now is the coronavirus vaccine the USDA has basically held it up for good reason, considering the fact that it has no long-term studies whatsoever. It's only been going on for a couple months. They want he wants them he wants the FDA to grant emergency use authorization to the vaccine to allow it to be used and given full regulatory approval right now. 
Now, I'm going to do some more research on that. I encourage everybody to do the same. But that's apparently what's going on. They're saying that they got that information from White House staff. Trump has not gone on television and basically claimed that yet. But that is what he's been asking. Whether or not that is accurate, I don't know. I'm going to leave it in your hands now. You guys know if I don't know something 100%, I put that disclaimer out there. But as I said before, there's a reason why. He already said before, what, four or five weeks ago, three weeks ago, he wanted to have the vaccine fully rolled out before the election. So, again... Look at really what's happening behind the scenes and don't get caught up in this, oh, look at this, look at that, look at this. Realize where it's going and what you're going to do. And again, I encourage everybody to get this information out there and stand your ground on your convictions. I told everybody before, you do not have to wear a mask if you have a medical condition. They cannot forcibly make you wear a mask if you have a medical condition. And it can be any medical condition. In fact, they can't ask you what your medical condition is. And I've had numerous people do that when they've gone out in areas and they're like, dude, no, they can't do anything about it. They, now, you have to stand your ground. If you go in all timid, oh, I, I have a medical condition, I can't wear a mask. No, sorry, you have to leave. No. And if they try to make you leave, that gives you a clear, abundant picture of who you will and will not support anymore. I've already written off multiple businesses and restaurants around here that have basically pitched a fit about it. But most of the time when I come in and I stand my ground on it, they don't push me at all because they know pretty much with my attitude that I'm not in there to play games with them. I'm in there to actually spend some money and eat a good meal. So they pretty much let me do whatever I want. Which is funny, we're having to argue with people now about letting us travel freely, unmasked, unmolested, on our way to spend money at the restaurant. That, to me, just shows you the lunacy that we're in right now. So again, I encourage everybody, get out there, get this information out there. If you need anything, healthmasters.com. You know where to get us at, healthmasters.com. Lots of different specials and products on sale right now, including the ultimate multiple powder on sale for product of the week. Be sure to check it out. Healthmasters.com. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always.